Hello and welcome to the Soul Story Podcast. My name is Gandhi Thompson. I'm happy to have in studio with me an educator, soon to be author, a friend, a student of the word, none other than Minister Samuel Nelson. Welcome. Thank you, Dr. Gandhi. It's a pleasure to be on the show to share with the general audience. Today we're going to be talking about Bible study. We're going to be talking about the importance of the Word of God, knowing what it is that God has said to us, knowing what the Scripture says, um, developing a lifestyle of studying the Word of God, not just reading the Word of God, but studying the Word of God. And if you missed last week's show, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to it. But today we really, as we embarked on this new year, Brother Nelson, and there are people out there that... Uh, taking time to fast. They're taking time to pray, but a lot of them are not taking time to really study the Word of God. Some of them have incorporated a little bit of reading the Word of God, and not that reading the Word of God is a bad place to start, but we want to encourage them um, to move beyond reading to actually studying the Word of God. And when we look at 2 Timothy 2 and 4, verse 15, and it talks about studying to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. What would you say as we take time out of at the beginning of the year to pray? How important is studying the word of God along with that prayer? When we look at Dr. Gadley, I think one of the things that as believers we are going to encounter people who know a part of the word or they might come with a verse of a song and will say it is the word of God but when you know the word of God it says that the workman rightly divided the word of truth when you know the word of God that you are able to expound on the word. I told somebody that I am not bragging, but I'm a student of the word. And when I hear certain stuff, um, you know, I, I need to correct and make correction, not because I'm exalted myself, but I'm doing it based on the word of God. And it's only when you study the word of God, mm-hmm. then you can make correction. Um, it's, I think it's still Timothy talks about the word is good for correction and for reproof and and, and those kinds of stuff. So when we study the word, we are in a better place, a better state in order to correct younger believers. What you talked about knowing the word of God is so important um, in that some people knowing part of the word of God. It took me right back to Genesis when um, Satan and Eve started to have this dialogue and, and the woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say, we must not eat from the fruit of tree in the middle, from the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, and we must not t- touch it because in the day that we touch it, we will surely die. But then Satan comes back and tries to reframe that dialogue for her. And she says, and he says to her, you will not certainly die. The serpent said, but God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. And Satan is always trying to put a play yes. or a spin on, on the word of God. And, and if we don't really know what God is saying to us or what his word says, we can allow him to reframe, to, to adjust it, to modify it. And then that leads us into utter darkness. 
Yes, certainly. Um, that, that scripture, you, even today, um, people don't understand that um, for Eve, Eve might be looking at physical death. Mm-hmm. But even in the recognize that that, that, that that life that they had, I said to somebody some years ago that Adam and Eve, they were in their glorified heavenly state, even though they were created here. That's why they could stand up and have communion with God in the middle of the day because they, their body was created perfect. But because they ate the fruit, then eventually, you know, sometimes when you cut the tree, it might not fall immediately, but little by little, it's dying. And, and that's what they didn't um, comprehend. And mm-hmm. I, there's also another scripture that people would say, um, resist the devil and he will flee from you. But that's only partial. That's the second portion of the scripture. <laughs> the first part of the scripture says, says you must cleave to God. Mm-hmm. So when you cleave into God, then you have power to resist. You can't resist on your own. And so, as you said, Dr. Gandhi, that's how partial um, the devil will put a few nuggets in people's heart. And, and people believe. And why they believe? Because they haven't investigated themselves. Um, before I allow you to go to the next point, the church in Beria, when Paul went there to preach, and you know, Paul, Paul mm-hmm. studied at the field at Gamelin. He knew the scriptures. But when Paul preached, the brethren at Beria said, okay, let us search the scripture for ourselves mm-hmm. to see if what he's talking is fables or is it the word of God and that's what individuals today need to do we go to church preach because many times Dr. Gandhi I hear some quotes from Bishop and some don't go like that mm-hmm. maybe a slip of the tongue or mm-hmm. something but you have to go back to research to, for yourself they give you a, sometimes they give you a scripture and quote it and that scripture don't say that mm-hmm. so we have to go back and make sure that we go to research and study it for our own selves I think what you're saying is so true because we have become a little bit lazy in that we want our word prepared by somebody else yes. and then we just go and collect it on Sunday and hope that it does the it does sufficient nourishment for the week. But what you're saying to us today is that we ought to be responsible for our daily meals. We ought to be responsible to make sure that the do the health check on the food, the spiritual food we are consuming. Like yes, when we do get a salad or something from a fast food um, chain restaurant, we do open it and inspect it, right? Certainly. So similarly, you're encouraging us to do that with our spiritual food. And, and, and of course, that... Um, inspires us to move beyond being lazy Christians, but to really be students of the word as you are. I want to ask a question to you because when you're dealing with teenagers and even some um, younger adults older than teenagers, the general consensus is studying the word of God or studying in general is boring. It seems like just such hard work. How did you get uh, to, to love the Word of God, to love studying the Word of God? Where did that passion develop? Good question, Dr. Gandhi. Um, growing up in the church, I remember when I was 12. I got saved when I was 8, but I remember when I was 12, and we got a new pastor, and the new pastor had some children. The oldest one was around my age group. Um, and from there, at 13, they... I was assistant youth director. But what we did in the youth ministry for the word to come alive, we would study for quizzes and we'd do passages. 
to study for quizzes. Now, this is one of the things that we, um, in, in even in my teaching, we talk about gamification. In gamification, the children believe that they are having fun. Mm-hmm. And at the mm-hmm. same time, mm-hmm. we are helping them to digest the content. Okay. And so Bible walk and sword in hand and scripture walk mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I remember, I remember earlier than 12 when I was in primary school, I don't know if these teachers were safe, but every weekend we had to learn a chapter. Mm-hmm. A chapter? A chapter. Some, some small eight-verse, six-verse chapters. And from those days, it's still embedded in my heart. And when you don't learn it, Dr. Gandhi, you get a good cut tip. Mm-hmm. I say, I don't know if they were safe, but every weekend they give you a chapter to go study and come back and recite it. And things like those um, was Bible study, but most of it was quizzes. You'd have to participate in school quizzes, Sunday school quizzes. And because you have that competitive spirit that these young people have now, if you take them at a stand to say, okay, all right, we're going to sit down and go through this, they might not sit with you for 30 or 40 minutes. But if you say, okay, we're going to study Acts chapter 1, because at the end of the month, we're going to have a quiz on that. Mm-hmm. And we're going to use the quizzes app. You'd be amazed that you are talking their language. And in, in preparing for the quiz that they want to compete against, then the word of God would be settled in their heart. So you're saying make it more interactive and use technology yes. if we want to reach the children and encourage them to, to become students of the word. Yes, ma'am. Well, I like that you say that because um, I think there is greater opportunity for parents and um, churches and, and other educational systems to use technology in helping us to, to bring light and to bring fun into the Word of God. I think it's Cahoots has an app, too, that yes, um, my, my son liked to play other games on, and so it makes a whole lot of sense for us to, to take advantage of the technology that is available. Um, just about every child has a cell phone Certainly. or a laptop or, in some cases, a cell phone and laptops. And so we can definitely make it a little bit more appealing to them. You talked about your passion of of learning the Word of God um, at the age of 12. And and I see before me a, a, a man... Um, um, a middle-aged man, right? And um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put it as like that, which means that you've been, you've been holding on to these scriptures and holding on to new scriptures for some time now. Have you ever gotten tired or discouraged? Of reading the word? Yes. No. Because the moment you do a word and you go out, it's a ready word Mm. for a, a situation that you might step in. Wow. A ready word. And um, so what I did for myself, you know, I said, I'm going to buy myself a gift. So I bought myself one of these 30 days devotional that, and, and, and it centers around faith for men. Okay. And um, I've been reading that and, and I like how it don't go for a year because when it finished, you could start back at number one again yeah. next month. Mm-hmm. And so th- in doing that, it, it it, it do something for you. And, and I said I was going to maybe do a, a study, an online study, just running that to, to share with men. Because right. men sometimes, you know, some get so busy. It's not that they don't care, but they get busy because 
they want to live up to the responsibility of being a provider and a protector, and they get carried away sometimes. You know, I said to my wife, I said, we don't go to church seven days of the week, but we are out most of the nights because of Marcy. Right. And even though it's not physically me doing something, but my daughter now carries us out. And even this morning while we were lying down in bed, um, my wife was saying to, to us, even though we buy um, devotionals for Marcy, we need to be more intentional to get her into more deeper in the Word. And, and I was driving last week and I looked, I said, I'm a preacher, I'm a teacher, but, but Marcy took another side of me, the music aspect the music, of it. Yes. And she can do, she can do much more. Mm-hmm. One Sunday, I, they sent to ask her to pray, and I didn't remember to tell her. <laughs> and they call her deep, and she, she went, went up right and prayed. Up and she prayed. Yes. So I, I, but we have to be more, um, for families out there, have to be more intentional to get. Because as you said, the quiz is very important, but now it, 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 it fosters a relationship now with with the parents and the children because I want you to excel in this Bible quiz so we could sit at the table every evening and we could go through it. The parents could ask questions or the child could ask the parents questions from the same passage. So it fosters that relationship and it will bring even the family more deeper into the world because it's fun, interesting, interactive. Uh, That was very good. And I like how you talked about the importance of us being intentional yes not not just in terms of allowing technology to facilitate it and us removing ourselves but the importance of us being intentional to move into a space where we are able to to talk where we are able to engage yes. them because we're busy doing other forms of ministry yes but for us to make sure that we're engaging our families. As we close, Brother Nelson, perhaps there's a, a father out there that, like you said, he is busy um, and does not have the opportunity to lead his family the way a priest would, um, to engage his teenage children with the Word of God. What is a nugget or what word of advice would you leave with that father listening today? Well, I could say to the father, um, fathers out there listening, our children are more into TikTok and they watch a lot of TikTok videos. And sometimes we have to be creative in our um, delivery. We might be busy, um, but what we could do is to do a small two minutes TikTok um, on uh, a scripture. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then share that because our children are on TikTok. Right. And when we share that, you know, we could direct them to our, even though we're not, we, we're not saying, we're not saying now that we need technology to be teaching our children. Right. But that's one way we could be creative and, and getting them engaged. And also uh, for a physical outlook, we know if it's even on a weekend, once per week. We have the opportunity that we pull them to the pull them to the table and have that fellowship, have that conversation, have that word um, to allow the, your child to read the scripture. Right. And then you expound on it, or you could ask them, what do you think this means? When and, and get their view on it as as fathers. Because the mothers are doing it, mm-hmm. but we want the fathers 
to be more involved and lead as priests in their homes? Well, that's that's a very um, practical nugget that you left. And certainly I'm encouraging you, if you're listening and you're a mother and you want to share this with your husband or um, or you want to share it with your your your, your brother or your father even, um, please feel free to do that. Brother Nelson, thank you. How would somebody reach out to you? Say there's somebody that uh, heard something you said today and they want to get in touch with you. How would they be able to contact you? Uh, my telephone number is 476-0391 or my Facebook handle, Samuel Nelson. Um, it's a photo with me and my daughter. I'm in a blue suit. <laughs> my daughter is in a mini wedding dress. Right. Yes. So that's 242-476-0391. And Samuel Nelson, um, and I think your location would be Nassau Bahamas Nassau now Bahamas. on Facebook. Yes. Well, thank you, um, Mr. Nelson, for joining. Thank you for those wonderful nuggets that you shared with us. And thank you for listening to the Soul Story podcast. See you again next week. Thank you very much, Dr. Gandhi. <laughs>